welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Space Podcast. I feel like I should have some type of intro. Like, that sounded really good, and I'm happy with it, but just, like, I, I've had I've had intros for this thing in the past, and I just kind of, like, didn't use them because there's, you know, there's the, uh, the sponsored intro, and then it just goes into this, and I'm happy that it does that because oftentimes if you have too much it'll just be like you know it'll it'll draw the the listener away and it'll be like all right I'm, I'm not doing this even if it's a really fantastic message within you know what you have to say in the episode which of course I am very excited for this episode as I'm sure that I pretty much say for every single episode but to be completely honest it's the truth let's dive before I get into this let's dive a little bit into the whole you know current circumstance of you know this uh this global pandemic and my intention with talking about what I'm going to talk about with how things are going on in the world right now is really to set people at ease. Um, I kind of want to because I really don't know how long this is going to be going on for as a circumstance globally, but uh, something that really helped me out that I think could help a lot of people out is I realized when this first, you know, basically made like, you know, national headlines as a pandemic and I was, you know, there, there was a lot of uh, concern growing within me, um, mainly from my parents because they're older and um, my father has some respiratory issues. So, of course, that is, you know, a concern. Keeping them safe is um, my first and foremost uh, priority. And, of course, um, my own, you know, safety and how that affects others is very important to me in this time. Um, but something that I did earlier on, I would say about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, was I decided that, okay, you've learned that it's important to keep yourself safe in this time, right? Social distancing, uh, self-isolation, you know, just staying at home, staying inside, and, you know, washing your hands, taking safety measures and everything to make sure that you're safe. Beyond that, you really don't need to tune into, you know, all the negativity in the media, because in case you haven't realized this yet, while the number of cases, you know, in different areas of the world are rising and the amount of deaths are also rising, what I realized when I tuned into the media is that they're displaying the cases and the deaths, but they're not displaying right in front of our eyes the cases that recover. So what I want people to understand is that what the media will do, of course, is to not only instill fear in you, but it'll also do that in an attempt to control you. And it will control how it's displaying the information to you. So, right, like, there's the cases, and then there's the, you know, the death count. But what about the recovery count? They don't want you to see that for a very specific reason. It's not that it's not out there. It's just that they don't want to display that to you on the front line. Just realize that. So, with this kind of information, I really advise people to, of course first and foremost, take their necessary safety, you know, precaution measures and everything, you know, social distancing, self-isolation, um, which of course is a fantastic opportunity to go within, right? If you can't go outside, go inside. Love it. Um, but really, and then, you know, beyond that, washing your hands and everything. But after that, if you know that you're doing what you need to do and you're taking care of that, great eject yourself from the negativity in the media it will work wonders it'll make you realize that wow like i don't have to pay attention to this stuff as long as i know that i'm taking care of what i need to i'm being safe and i'm you know making sure that my priority is to keep myself safe and to keep the safety of others you know at scale like that's what's important 
anything beyond that is just really not necessary. You're going to, you know, spend a lot of time and energy just draining yourself of your own necessary vital energy. And it's just really not going to do a whole lot for you. Um, I just kind of wanted to put that out there because it's something that's really helped me out. I noticed that in the very beginning, I was kind of getting sucked into it. And then I was like, all right, this needs to stop. So as long as you know that you're doing what you know you need to do, there's really no reason to, you know, like, like as long as you are staying at home, staying inside, uh, quarantining, whatever, you know, locking down, self-isolating, um, social distancing, washing your hands, being cautious, you know, uh, washing your hands for 20 seconds, by the way, um, you know, being cautious and everything, uh, there's really no reason to stay so glued into the negativity in the media. Think about it. It's really not going to do anything good for you. So I just wanted to open up with that because I really do believe that those words of advice could help a lot of people. And, you know, if you allow yourself to realize like, wow, yeah, the media is actually just showing what it wants us to see. You know, it's showing the amount of cases and the amount of deaths, but it's not showing the amount that is recovered. There's a lot of people, a lot more actually, a lot more people that have recovered than have died. Like the percentages actually pretty interesting. Look into it, you know? Um, and I'm grateful that, uh, you know, people are recovering. It's fantastic. Uh, so with that, <laughs> that, I felt like that was kind of like a lot, but you know, um, my intention is to keep the energy high here. Uh, you know, basically have people being excited to listen to these episodes because it's important to me. It's, um, it's something that I'm very grateful for. I thoroughly enjoy putting these episodes together and I'm grateful that I have an audience. Very grateful for that. So, um, yeah, moving away from the whole virus thing and, you know, just really just, just be aware, you know, make sure that you're taking the safety measures and outside of that, go back to your life, you know, go, go, go back to doing the things that you would do. You know, if you're at home with your family, that's awesome. This is the time to spend more time with your family. If it, if you're at home with yourself, fantastic. Don't look at solitude as a scary thing. Look at it as an opportunity to grow, to discover more about yourself, to, Figure out if what you're doing in life is what you actually want to do, because a lot of people are still sleeping, and I mean that more so metaphorically. They're completely unaware of what they're actually doing with their life, and they are so outside of what they want to do that they've just accepted it, and they probably need to step outside of that. So, without further ado, episode 52 happiness versus contentment. I'm very excited. Let's do this. I recently reached out on my Facebook page with a post about the podcast in an attempt to find out what people really wanted to hear me talk about, which has been a challenge, let me tell you. (laughs) For those that don't know, I'm also a YouTuber, and I actually put together a video about my journey through building a podcast recently. I mentioned how one of the most challenging aspects of this journey has been connecting with people, having them tell me what they want to hear me talk about, and, you know, moving forward with that. But fortunately, I've received some really helpful feedback on a recent post. By the way, just to break it down real quick, I think it's wild how there are still so many people that don't know what a podcast is. I get it. 
This world is massive. There are so many people, you know, there are people from many different age groups and everything. And it's just like, it's fascinating because like the way that I've approached a podcast is very different from everything else. It's, I think it's been the most challenging because it's like, this is interesting. You don't need video. Audio is fine. And I can imagine that more people would probably prefer audio than video, especially if it's going to be so long, right? I mean, with what I've looked into, it's really, it, it depends on what you want, honestly, for a podcast. If, if you want it to be more often than not, make it more often than not. If you want it to be shorter than longer, make it shorter than longer. With the feedback that I've received, it's more so about less is more. And that goes for both, you know, um, how many times you do it and how long you do it for. So I've been successful with uh, once a week, every Sunday. Um, And I've also been successful with kind of just like, you know, uh, doing longer episodes because you can go more into depth with this stuff. So I love that. Um, But regardless of all that, a good friend reached out with, uh, the request of me to discuss the topic of happiness versus contentment. Uh, I'm both grateful for the suggestion and or request, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this subject. What's interesting about this subject is that there is literally so much more to this than the surface material. And we're going to find that out after I cover both happiness and contentment and what they are. So let's jump right into it. What is happiness? An article by Psychology Today defines happiness as an electrifying and elusive state. Think about elevated emotions like joy, um, appreciation, gratitude, and even excitement. Excitement is one of the biggest ones here because think about how like ecstatic you feel when you're like genuinely excited about something like wildly excited like you know um this may be like low-key or something that but like you're about to uh get an ice cream cone or something like that you know what i'm saying just like the 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 emotions and like you thoroughly enjoy the experience of having it and it's just like you know maybe it's a small thing for a lot of people uh but you know it's something that when you take it into consideration it's like you know like there's the potential for like wow you know like it's incredible (laughs) Um, interestingly enough, there's a whole branch of psychology dedicated to pinning this down. Since the 1990s, I believe it was 1998, by the way, uh, positive psychology has been working to discover the formula of the quote-unquote good life, also known as the positive aspects of the human experience. Altogether, Happiness is considered to be more on the short-lived, but much more profound side of this experience. Um, Of course, this is not a generalization to all of people in society. Everyone experiences life differently, with different perceptions for how things should be based on how they are or how they have been through conditioning, so that's that. While happiness can be viewed through things circumstantial, like a job promotion, a nicer car, or a bigger house, there's also a deeper element, and this is very important for people to understand. Simple yet profound things like gratitude for this opportunity to be alive or excitement to learn and grow are like a beautiful basis for happiness. Like it's 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 simple, you know, like it's it's a very simple thing, but like it's so profound at the very same time. 
I believe this overall idea of happiness becomes way too complicated when we attach things and circumstances to it too often. Just to recap, happiness is basically the sum of elevated emotions in this human experience. Generally, people consider happiness to be short-lived and usually circumstantial. I'll dive deeper into both happiness and contentment after I address them both. Now let's look at contentment. We see more of an idea of satisfaction or ease of mind. You know, it's kind of just like that, like, okay, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's the feeling of being okay, as I just said. <laughs> it's the feeling of being okay with the way things stand, according to an article by Psychology Today. It's being comfortable with life. Not, you know, ecstatic happiness, but also not sadness or anger. When one is content, they are in a state of peaceful happiness, as I was saying before. Um, as New Oxford American Dictionary states it. This experience is much more on the mellow side of life. Just to recap, the main differences are more ecstatic emotions, like joy, excitement, and pride with happiness. But people consider it to be shorter-lived as an experience. And contentment is said to be mellower emotions, like satisfaction and gratitude. I know, by the way, that I said gratitude as an emotion for happiness. I would consider it to be much more of a profound experience of gratitude. More like a kind of... like like th Think about gratitude and excitement going hand in hand. It is possible. It's electrifying, but it's beautiful. And Because I've been there so many times. Just like reflecting on this experience of being alive. Like, it's not only gratitude, but it's also excitement for, like, the potential. Like, it's incredible. Um, but longer sustained. So, basically, contentment is something that is considered to be just, like, more mellowed out, but also longer sustained at the same time. Interestingly enough, while it is said that contentment contains happiness within it, the way I defined happiness doesn't sound like something that's just okay. You know, as it appears to have electri uh, electrifying energy coming with it. And that's something that I kind of want to break down here for a second, because contentment is definitely something that's considered to be, like, like, yeah, I'm content. Um, and I understand that. But, like, it's not... You know, it, like I just said, the way I define happiness doesn't sound like something that's just okay. Because, like, happiness, you know, think about how many people are, like, kind of, like, you know, striving for happiness in life. Um, much often, very often, something outside of them, which they think that they need. And I'll get to that, of course, in the very future, uh, the very near future of this episode. Um, but... It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Like, the, the whole okay aspect of it. Yeah, anyway. Um, I believe that one of the most important aspects of exploring these two paths is understanding the level of conditionality. Ooh, there's the word. Conditionality that tends to come with them in the minds of so many people. This is going to be fun. 
Everyone, buckle in and get ready for a very exciting ride. (laughs) On the Awakened Space podcast, something that I thoroughly enjoy doing is deconstructing everything. Because with conditioning comes layers, and with layers comes with the potentiality, I think that's a word, by the way, of uh, being kind of like, I don't know, I guess blindsided is the word to use, um, from the very reality of matter, or of, you know, the matter at hand. Um, but yeah, this this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure that many, if not all of us, have heard people in life say that they need this quote-unquote this and quote-unquote that to be happy, content, etc. Yes, I just said etc. <laughs> this is the conditionality I'm talking about. There's that conditional quote-unquote if in the background. If I have that, then I'll be happy or contentment. I just said contentment when I meant to say content, <laughs> by the way. If I have this, then I'll be happy or content. Contrary to what a lot of people have been led to believe through unconscious conditioning, this idea is actually a fallacy. I think this idea that many hold in their minds that they quote-unquote need things to experience these emotions is a limiting factor to the human experience. Boom. That was massive. I like that. That sounded great. Um, No, but like on a very real note, like it is, and we're about to get into why it is. So let's jump into the personal aspect of things just very briefly. It's not a lot. It's just, let's do it. Personally, I may be a different type of case but I bring a lot of wonder to my days. And I really do. Like, honestly, like, it didn't used to be like this. I definitely had to go through a lot of negative stuff uh, to get to where I am now. Um, But, like, literally, like, my day is, like, just filled with wonder. My days are filled with wonder. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) By the way, I just want to comment on what I just said because, um... It's funny because, you know, coming to the point where I am, I realized that, like, putting together episodes and everything, I sometimes used to feel like things needed to be perfect, and I kind of realized that it's just not the way it needs to be. Like, you know, I've probably said anywhere from, like, three to five different wrong things this episode, and it's either about just kind of, like, going about it and just, like, you know, like, the, the, the smooth transition... Like, you're either going to make it known that it happened, or you're not going to. And I either just like to, like, you know, smoothly transition beyond it, or kind of just, like, be like, yeah, I totally just said, you know, contentment when I I meant to say content. And it's just what it is. So, I just kind of wanted to uh, explain that real quick, because, you know, people get stuck on that stuff, and you really don't need to. And the less you get stuck on it, I am a hundred percent sure the more happiness you'll experience because of course you know people tend to get stuck on this stuff and then when they get stuck on it it brings too much overthinking and oftentimes depending on your state of conscious awareness of course overthinking tends to bring you know feelings of 
unhappiness and it's just not necessary so no one's perfect i love making these mistakes i love learning from them i love losing i love growing let's go (laughs) i understand with what i've said thus far happiness is thought to be a short-lived electrifying feeling however i think that this idea becomes relevant when that conditional quote-unquote if is attached to it think about it this way yeah i'm just gonna dive into something real quick before i continue um of course something will potentially be short-lived if it is dependent on something else right so it probably won't have a you know sustaining existence if it's dependent on anything else think about that I'm not sure how many people have heard of this, but oh, I love this, by the way. Absolutely love this. 400 trillion to one are the chances or odds of us all being born or existing. The reason that I bring this up is because regarding happiness or contentment, it's quite clear that we've been deeply conditioned to believe we need things in our lives for these types of experiences to occur. Now, as someone who's done a lot, like a crap ton of introspection, it's challenging for me to agree with much of the conditionality that comes with these things. With that, I highly encourage people to challenge these rhetorics as well. This is going to be interesting, though, what I'm about to get into, because a lot of people, you know, like when I was asked to put together this episode, you know, happiness versus contentment, what are they? You know, like, you would basically consider it, like, just as it was, right? Like, happiness is this, the electrifying, uh, you know, feelings, these incredible feelings of joy and excitement, right? That's happiness. And then, you know, contentment is, like, this mellow kind of, like, low-key, not, like, low-key, but, like, at the same time, just, like, you know, um, kind of, like, I guess, acceptance, right? Uh, Just, like, you know, like, it is what it is, okay? But what people, I guess, kind of... I don't know. You know that that kind of like you're you're trying to tell someone something and it's going straight over their head. That same aspect I believe correlates to this whole thing because it's not like what is happiness versus contentment or you know, it's not just like what is happiness and what is contentment. There's a whole like, you know, there there's the tree, right? There's the tree, there's the um the base of it. <laughs> the trunk. I almost forgot like the word trunk. That was funny. Um, there's the tree and there's the trunk, but what people don't see often because it's not exposed is everything that's underneath it, right? Like the, the roots, you know, the, um, the soil, the, 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 you know, the extended roots going down even further. And what I feel like is kind of bypassed a lot, you know, what kind of goes over people's heads is how much is actually, you know, connected to, uh, and correlated with happiness and contentment in terms of conditionality. Um... So, with that brings me to this. Are happiness and contentment inherently conditional? Yeah, we're getting deep. (laughs) Let's say we were to sit down with and interview a number of people, asking them about their lives and how they feel, right? Regardless of how they respond, they're likely to attach outer situations, circumstances, and things to how they feel in life. 
maybe they'll say, well, this is going on, and because of it, I've been losing sleep at night. However, it's really not the circumstance that's causing them to lose sleep, but instead their reaction to it. What does this mean? Both happiness and contentment are not inherently conditional, but instead, we're conditioned in how we experience them. I kid you not, when I wrote this down, I was like, wow, I just created another quote. <laughs> like, I literally, like, it just kind of, like, hit me. I'm, I'm gonna read this again, by the way, because it's completely necessary. Both happiness and contentment are not inherently conditional. But instead, we are conditioned in how we experience them. I'm gonna say this one more time because it's just necessary. And because I loved it. Both happiness and contentment are not inherently conditional. But instead, we are conditioned in how we experience them. I'm just gonna take a moment and just like let that marinate because I remember when I was having a bit of trouble putting this episode together because whenever I do episodes for the Awakened Space podcast, my intention is to really bring that awaken aspect out of it. You know, don't get me wrong, the space is important and stuff, but you know, the, the awaken, you know, let's dig deeper and figure out what's actually going on here. And you know, you could look at, like I was saying before, you could look at happiness and contentment, you could define them, great. So you know what happiness is, right? It's this electrifying feeling of, you know, joy and excitement, this beautiful experience. And, you know, contentment is, you know, um, basically accepting things as they are, right? Um, I guess you could say, you know, uh, being okay with things, right? I think that what a lot of people kind of don't realize is how much conditionality is connected or, yeah, I guess connected is, is a good word for it, um, but it's connected to it, right? And things that people think they need that they actually really don't because you just don't. You just plain and simply, period, don't. Um, do we really need a nicer car, a bigger house, or more money, right? I mean, like, yeah, I've, I've heard so many people say, you know, as, as long as I get this car, I'll be happy. Or as long as I get this bigger house, I'll be happy. As long as I get more money, I'll be happy. Sure, the media and advertising have been really good at getting us to believe that our lives will be more fulfilled as we climb that ladder. However, what about the simple reality? Going back to the 400 trillion to one thing, by the way, this is really important right now. This whole, like, all right, so 400 and trillion, I just said 400 and trillion, 400 trillion to one are the odds or chances of us all being born or existing. Like, isn't that wild? Like, think about that for a second. Like, that's literally, like, we are more likely, I think it, hold on a second. I need to make sure I get this right. We are more likely to win the lottery of, I think it's a million dollars, nine times, than we are to be born. 
Like, isn't that wild? Like, I'm pretty sure those statistics are right. I remember reading that somewhere. I'm not going to quote myself on that one, but it's something very close. So, like, you're literally more likely to win the lottery of, you know, a million dollars or whatever it is, nine times in your life, than you are to be born. Like, this is an opportunity. This is a wild opportunity. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, you know... Oh, yeah, so the, this simple reality of our existence and the potential beautiful experiences that come with it. Like, like what about that? Like, is, isn't that pretty wild? It may seem like, you know, I took a bit of a detour on this subject, but I also mentioned in the beginning how, <laughs> how there's more to all this than meets the eye. And let's take it a little further. So, if there is this conditional if with happiness and contentment, there's also another side to it, right? So like if 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 it if we've been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for this happiness or this contentment, right? Well then what about the inside? If we're going to be familiar with both happiness and contentment, it's important to understand that while we've been conditioned to believe that it's something outside of us that we need to acquire, it's also something that we can generate within ourselves. There's two sides of this. An article by HuffPost.com outlines seven ways to find inner and real happiness. Don't take yourself too seriously. And this is something that I try to live by on a daily basis because it's very, very important. Um, Especially to the very extent that I'm going to bring Jim Carrey in for this one real quick because it's just important and it's relevant. He's been in several interviews where he has said Jim Carrey doesn't exist, nor has Jim Carrey ever existed. And this also goes into the whole idea of not taking yourself too seriously. Because if the self doesn't exist, then what is it that you're working with? What is it that you're taking seriously? You know, so that's also part of it. I mean, that's definitely a much deeper spiritual aspect of it. Um, realizing that identity is actually more so on the corrupt side and, you know... Um, a lot of it is just really non-existent, but that's a completely different aspect of it. Um, that was one. Two, don't identify with suffering, loss, or illness as being who you are. So, like, think about it this way. This goes back to the whole teachings of the Buddha and uh, Dukkha, which is very important. Um, Dukkha is suffering. And so... Something very profound happens when we say, I am sad, or I am angry, or I am upset. What we do is we identify the emotion as who we are, but it's not who we are. It's just an experience within this experience of us experiencing life. I feel like that was just uh, experience inception, or experience inception. There we go. Uh, yeah, so it's really important to disidentify and create that separation. Because if you just carry around yourself as identifying as someone who's angry or upset or sad, you know, all the time, you're going to continue identifying as that, uh, not recognizing the separation and just basically being upset, carrying around that negative energy unnecessarily and affecting your life further and the lives of others because of course we are all connected we all influence and affect each other number three it's okay to be you just as you are (laughs) warts and all (laughs) i like how you put that in there 
um, it's important to be you. And not you as, like, the identity part, but you as the experience of, you know, this experience you're in life. So, yeah. Make friends with yourself. This is something that a lot of people tend to be challenged by uh, for, yeah, I guess just a very interesting reason. Um, I think that a lot of people kind of don't like themselves. And it's unfortunate, but a lot of it's also based on how other people feel about them, which is completely unnecessary. I think that people need to really make friends with, you know, who and what they are, and just, you know, love themselves, and just be okay with it. That was number four. Number five, feel anything, whatever it may be. Just feel it. And, you know, I understand that with that, a lot of people have really grown up to feel like they shouldn't uh, feel what they've been feeling. You know, literally um, something on behalf of toxic masculinity, of course, is, um, you know, don't show your emotions, be a man, uh, toughen up, which is just not necessary, and that needs to, of course, be broken down. Um, So yes, feel anything. Feel what you're going to feel. Your emotions are validated. You experience things in life. With experiences come thoughts. With thoughts come emotions. Experience them. Allow yourself to experience them. Number six, forgive yourself. Love yourself. Treasure yourself. Forgiving yourself is massive. We're going to grow in life. With growth comes mistakes and lessons and losing and a whole bunch of all that stuff. And with all that stuff, because of how it's been made out to seem in society and in the media, it's apparently not okay. And it totally is okay. And, you know, maybe family makes you feel like you're a certain way and it's not fair and it doesn't need to be that way. And so when you don't forgive yourself, there's a whole bunch of potential unhappiness and I guess non-contentment or discontentment is the word, but that's stuff that comes with it. And it's just important to go beyond that and realize that you can forgive yourself and you can love yourself and you can treasure yourself. Number seven, last but not least, because this is one of my absolute most favorite ever, period, (laughs) meditate. The amount of incredible benefits that comes with meditation I am a happy person, generally. Like, and when I say happy, I don't just mean content. Like, I am genuinely happy in life because I do what is important for me to generate that within myself. And that's the other thing. Like I was just saying before, a lot of people see happiness as something that is generated outside of themselves. I believe that a lot of the stuff outside of ourselves is what is tend to be more on the short-lived side, but if you really want that beautiful inner gorgeous harmony, <laughs> beautiful happiness within yourself, meditate. It will change your life for the better. Um, I also did put together an episode on meditation. Uh, I don't remember how many episodes it was ago, but it was wonderful. It was fantastic. I enjoyed putting it together, and it just, it was great. So, meditate. Period. (laughs) With that, I wouldn't argue which is better or worse, or which you should or shouldn't aim for. I'd encourage discovering 
what you want to experience in life and going from there because that's really what's most important i bet the people you know the audience you guys thank you so much for listening to this um i bet you guys didn't expect that all of this stuff is going to go into happiness versus contentment it's not just important to understand what experiences come with both of them or i guess the potential differentiation that comes with them as we explored but it's also important to understand that while there's this outer element this influence this i think i need this or i need this i need this new car this nicer car this faster car this massive mansion this um this relationship i need this relationship outside of me to make me happy no first and foremost what we actually i believe is I was gonna say this a certain way, but I don't like saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't like saying any of that stuff. What I like saying is encouraging people to, like I said before, discovering what you want to experience in life and going from there. But I do believe in, like, if there is a should, like the way the thing should be, I believe that cultivating a very deep and meaningful relationship with ourselves is first and foremost important than cultivating any other relationship out there. Because how we treat ourselves is how we treat other people. And plain and simple, period, the way that we feel about ourselves is the way that we're going to treat other people. And so if we're not happy with ourselves, <laughs> if you're not happy alone, what on earth makes you think you're going to be happy in a relationship with someone else? It's just, it's just a matter of fact. So yeah my intention was with this was really just to show people that there's so much more to happiness than just like the idea of like what is happiness what is contentment you know like maybe happiness for someone is you know make maybe they really do want that nicer car awesome maybe they're a car enthusiast awesome not at all bashing that that's really cool that's so cool maybe there's something that you know really interests you about this new car and you want to get it and you want to experience it for yourself awesome that's so cool. But there's so much more to happiness than just outer influences. There's also this inner aspect. Because, because, what if that car gets dented? Or what if your house catches on fire? Is your life over? No, of course not. What about that whole beautiful depth of a universe? I just said depth, didn't I? <laughs> what if that whole beautiful deep universe inside of yourself, you know, this beautiful experience of inner happiness it, that still exists even though you got a car dented or even though you know you're which god forbid i don't of course intend this or wish this for anyone you know if your house catches on fire hopefully everyone gets out and hopefully no one was in there in the first place but like you know like people say that happiness is short-lived and it's really interesting too because I really do believe that the sustained happiness is the one that we create within ourselves, just to put that out there, because I've experienced that. Like, I'm literally happy every single day. And I do remember years ago, I think this was like three or four years ago, I was down at the beach, and I had a lot of time to reflect. You know, I had a lot of, you know, like, uh, just like time by myself and stuff. I was also watching a lot of interviews with uh, Jim Carrey, and he's a wonderful guy. He's someone who you know, has gone through a lot, he's done a lot of introspection, and, you know, I kind of realized, which is funny, because I said, I want unconditional happiness, but those two don't really go hand in hand, because unconditional happiness is kind of without want, it's kind of without desire, but unconditional happiness, when those, uh, you experience unconditional happiness, basically, when you're just, like, allowing, 
right? That That's the beautiful thing, too. Like, this deeper level of happiness that is even more profound comes when we accept, when we allow, when we just kind of, like, let things be. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand there are some things out there that are not just, that need to be changed. But that's a whole different matter. Basically, what I'm saying is that we have the capacity to experience profound inner happiness. And a lot of it actually does not entail feeling like we need things outside of us, like a nicer car or like a nicer house or these things. A lot of it is actually within us. You know, um, we feel the need to experience these things and maybe there's something that happened in our past that we never resolved that if we were to resolve, we could actually experience a profound amount of just like yesness, <laughs> if that even makes sense. There's a lot of happiness. That, let me say it this way. There is so much stuff that people have that they don't resolve within themselves. You know, things that happened in the past that they've kind of held on to for a very long time. And if they were just to accept it and resolve it and, you know, forgive and move on, it's literally like there was a blockage, right? And it's literally like going through all that releases the blockage and then just allows for the beautiful flowing of this incredible energy that we're meant to experience in life. But we just, it goes left blocked because maybe we're scared to approach it or maybe we're scared to face it or, you know, work with it because it's uncomfortable, but only temporarily. You know, once you work with that stuff, work through it, go through it, come out on the other side. It's a beautiful experience. So I would definitely encourage going through these things and, you know, realizing that there's a profound universe inside of all of us to experience this gorgeous thing called happiness or contentment. Like I said, you know, I'm someone who I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm profoundly grateful to be alive. Like, it's just, it's so incredible. It really is. And um, I'm in love with life. And I deeply, genuinely wish the same for you. So, yeah, that concludes this episode. Um, I really am grateful for everyone who's taken the time to listen to this. Thank you so much. Um, I understand that in this time there's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. And I understand that also with that is the potential for a profound amount of growth. And I also wish that for people. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions or concerns, if you just want to talk anything, please reach out. Uh, you can pretty much find me all across social media. So, <laughs> Chris Banish, by the way. Over and out. Love, light, and peace.